0: A middle-aged African-American gentleman with a kindly face and mellow voice sat behind the wheel of his trolley and collected tickets from that evening's passengers. A family of four, father, mother, and two teenage daughters came aboard. The father, who'd been cajoled by his daughters to take the Savannah, Georgia ghost store, handed the driver their tickets and asked, So what's this Skippy Walker thing all about? The guide smiled and said, I'll be telling you all about it while we visit the places where Mr. Walker lived and died. Think we'll actually see this Walker character? Asked the father. The guide laughed and started the engine. You never know, he said. You never know. Willard and Deborah Walker had done what they always did on their anniversary. Went to dinner at Savannah's best restaurant, Duke Chateau on River Street. It was the only night of the year that they patronized Dukes. Willard considered the restaurant overpriced, although he did admit the service and food were good. On this special night, albeit an oppressively hot and humid one, Willard pulled into a parking space a block away. Use the valet parking, Debbie ordered. It's only a block, Willard said. Use the valet, she repeated. I have these new shoes. Besides, I don't want to get all sweaty. He sighed as he slipped the Camry's transmission into gear, drove the block, and pulled into the circular driveway in front of the restaurant. A uniformed young man took Willard's keys, opened Debbie's door, and accepted her outstretched hand. The valet, a college student working weekends, fixed his eyes on her, which didn't go unnoticed by her husband. She'd bought a new dress for the occasion, A shimmering gold sheath cut low, the short skirt of which rode up her thighs as she exited the car. The valet retreated to where a college buddy stood by a box in which the car keys were secured. Willard took Debbie's elbow and led her to the restaurant's entrance, imagining what the two young men were saying about his wife. He'd hated the dress when she'd tried it on for him earlier that day. It's really provocative, he'd commented. Don't be silly, she'd replied as she checked her freshly dyed blonde hair in their hallway mirror. You sound like an Arab in some Middle East country. What do you want me to do, Willard? Wear a veil and a damn burqa? Willard followed her to the kitchen, where she filled a glass with ice and poured vodka over the cubes. He checked his watch, concerned about their reservation. Maybe you should wait until we're at the restaurant, he suggested softly, keeping criticism from his voice. I want a drink now, she said. Hell, it's my anniversary. I'm celebrating. Whoopee! He dropped the subject and sat in a chair to wait. He didn't need another argument. Willard and Deborah had met in high school, although they'd had little to do with each other. Debbie was two years behind him. She was popular with the jock crowd, captained the cheerleading team her junior year and dated a succession of athletes. Willard was aware of her reputation as what his generation called a round heel, a sexually promiscuous, inveterate flirt. He often fantasized what it would be like to be intimate with her. His own sexual experiences were limited, consisting of a few bouts of awkward necking in his father's car, which he was occasionally allowed to use, None of those incidents had led to full-blown sex. He was a virgin when he went off to a university in a neighboring state to